that's an important part. That's an important part to remember that it's bad enough whenever you leave a suitcase if you're going on a trip. Like this has happened before on on some of the trips that we've taken in our family. But you can't just go to Goodwill and or Walmart and pick up a new bridesmaid's dress. So this was no, a real predicament that you were in. I was in quite a pickle. Well, hi, and welcome to the Hobbs Happenings Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and thanks so much for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I get to talk to my favorite guest-co-host in the entire world, which is Sarah. Sarah, how you doing? Wow, I'm doing great. Especially after that affirmation, right? Yeah, I feel bad for everyone else. Uh, Well, I have to say something because I'm slightly depressed. You were just here, and we set up our new apartment. It's where our home is going to be. And I said, um, it's okay. And, and then you left the Yes, it was, <laughs> it was very depressing. But how is, how's the weather over there in Tennessee? It's freezing cold. You're a liar. <laughs> no, it's really hot, actually. I'm not used to it. I don't really mind the humidity. That's not what bothers me. It's, it's the heat plus humidity is what yes. bothers me. Well, but would you rather have that or would you rather have dad sent us a picture the other day of like a snowstorm that was happening in Colorado two days Hands ago? Hands down the heat. I would take yeah. the heat any day. Yeah. Well, that's Never good. a good thing till you move far away from it, apparently. I suppose. That's good. <laughs> do, do, the, do the mountains, those foothills in Tennessee, do they seem small now to you after being out in Colorado? Uh, they do very much so, yeah. but they're beautiful in their own way. So. They are much more green, right? Yeah. It's rained every day. And so it's been an interesting pattern because it rains late afternoon and then it gets super hot and the sun comes out, but all the rain evaporates. So it makes this really pretty kind of like fog over the top of the mountains, Yeah, which I don't really remember as a kid. So I'm not sure if that's a common summer thing or what, but it's been really nice. Yeah, very cool. Well, it's, it's been a while since we've done one of these podcasts, just in general, with any of them. I think it's been two weeks since I've put one out. I'm slacking all this moving and stuff. Um, but but you've had quite a bit going on. So we'll talk about the whole moving out to, to Utah with all your stuff and to our new apartment and Tennessee and stuff. But before that, you had the chance to take a trip, because you just travel all over the place, uh, to North Carolina recently for your friend's wedding. Yeah. Um, Natalie, right, was the one getting married? Yeah. So Natalie Kipe, which was one of my college roommates, she got married um, to Noah Potit. So she is now Natalie Potit. And Noah was a good friend of ours from college, too. So I'm happy that they worked out. Yeah. And so you uh, you got invited to be a part of the um, the bridal party. Yeah, so I was one of her bridesmaids, along with our other roommate, Lucy, and then two of her other friends from college. Gotcha. How was, because you always seem to have fascinating stories when it comes to travel. How was, how was the travel getting out to North Carolina? Was it eventful? <laughs> I thought, deep down, you know, I was like, if Andrew truly loves me, he's not going to bring this up. <laughs> but I guess. <laughs> well, now we have the answer for that. <laughs> 
it was very eventful. Was it um, now? And it was all my fault. And I'm still I'm still trying to work through some of my pride that was damaged in the process. Listen, but... let's take a step back. Before we listen to this story, all of you <laughs> just remember Sarah is the brains of this relationship because this dummy had to spend 250 bucks replacing his uh, car keys, his apartment keys, and his mailbox keys because he dropped them out of his uh, suitcase on his way back from Florida at Christmas time. So... Think about that story you're about to hear is small potatoes. Is that your way of trying to make me feel better? Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so what Andrew is referring to is uh, the day I was leaving to go to the airport, I was also leaving my boss's house, of which I was house-sitting. I woke up late because the day before was a snow day, so I had all my alarms turned off and forgot to turn them back on. I had to clean the house, pack, take all of my laundry to my new house, and repack to go to North Carolina. Um, not my new house, the house I was living in. This is supposed and to make you feel sorry for her and understand <laughs> her mistake, but let me tell you, it was still a mistake. <laughs> Continuing my story... <laughs> As I was pulling out of Joe's house, which is the house I was house-sitting, I um, somehow left my suitcase on the front porch. <laughs> and so I worked half a day and drove an hour and a half to the Denver airport and didn't realize that I had left the suitcase until I was getting out of the car to get on the shuttle to go to the airport. Of which I was already about to miss that safety two-hour window uh -huh. that you're supposed to have when you get to the airport. So there was no chance of driving back to the Springs and getting my suitcase. But I was convinced that someone had stolen my suitcase at that point because there's no way I would forget to put my suitcase in the car. Mm. So there was a lot of construction going on at Focus. So I was like, someone stole my suitcase. And that was my that was the story I was going with. So I called my roommates, explained the situation, and they're like, Sarah, no one stole your suitcase in the focus on the family parking lot. <laughs> and I was like, you never know. Like, there's a, there's a lot of bad in this world, right? There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad, too. And turns out one of my roommates went to Joe's house and saw it on the front porch. And yep. Uh, <laughs> they what did not get the suitcase to the airport in time. And, so and it's, it's, I called Lucy, who was the other, I'm not done, uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> the other bridesmaid, who was also the maid of honor. And I was like, should I even come to this wedding? I feel like I'm going to ruin it. Or I can come and I can just attend the wedding but not be in it. And I was pretty much panicking at this point. Uh, and felt very stupid at what I had done. And Lucy was like, no, come. We'll figure it out. Um, surely there's got to be another way. And so... My roommate, Sarah, in Colorado Springs, FedExed my dress and shoes and earrings and these other things I had to have um, for the wedding um, overnight. And so it was supposed to get there in 24 hours. So that was the plan we were sticking with to get uh -huh. it to North Carolina. Which, and that's that's an important add, that's an important part that's an important part to remember that it's bad enough whenever you leave a suitcase if you're going on a trip like this has happened before. On, on some of the trips that we've taken in our family. But you can't just go to Goodwill and or Walmart and pick up a new bridesmaid's dress. So this was no, a real predicament that you were in. I was in quite a pickle. Yeah. So But FedEx to the rescue. FedEx to the stinking rescue. 
And am I supposed to continue this story? I mean, yeah, I think there's more great parts of this. Story. <laughs> okay. So Sarah, Sarah's happened? still learning about the whole podcast thing that like we tell stories uh, and give details uh, so that people will listen. Uh, but go, go ahead. Well, I just know that you love to fill in the gaps for me. So I didn't know if this is one of those situations where you yeah, were going to fill in the gaps. Go ahead. Okay. So the rehearsal dinner was on Friday evening and at that point, the package was supposed to be there at 4 o'clock, and the rehearsal dinner was at 5.30. So me and my co-bridesmaids, who also heard what was going on, I told them the story. Natalie, the bride, had no clue. We totally were li lying our pants off up to that point, <laughs> which was very obvious because we all stunk at lying. So she Is thought that we were planning some grand surprise party <laughs> or we were trying to keep something a secret. And so Is she was going to make you – is that going to make you paranoid whenever it comes to your wedding? And if oh, yeah. every little thing someone says, you're going to be like, did, did did you forget something? Did you not bring the suit? Yeah, there's going to be so many things going on <laughs> that I don't want people to tell me about. So feel free <laughs> to lie your brains off until uh -huh. we become Mr. and Mrs. Hobbs. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so we did not tell Natalie because there was a million other things that were also going wrong. And we're like, nope, we can't do this. This will just this will bring her to her knees. <laughs> so... Uh, so we go to the post office at like 345 because um, it was supposed to be there by 4. So anytime from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. it was supposed to show up. Yeah. Package was not there. The ladies that worked at the post office were super nice. Um, They're like, you can just show up in the morning. It'll be here at 10 o'clock, hopefully, because that's when FedEx does their Saturday shipment. And we're like, we can't wait till 10 o'clock. I'm sorry. We have to be ready for pictures at like 11 o'clock and like the reception or the the place was like an hour from the post office, the venue. And so like, we're sorry that can't happen. So we have to figure out where it is tonight. Cause like I paid bukus of money and sold a kidney to have it here <laughs> by a certain time. But you can live with one kidney. So we're okay. Exactly. I was fine for survival. Might've lost a few friendships up to that point, <laughs> but they gave us the 1-800 number for FedEx. So we called them. We got this um, guy that barely spoke English, of course. And was telling me that it was not going to come, that we'd already missed our window, that he was apologizing. And they weren't going to refund me, which was totally confusing. Oh, man. Um, he was just super discouraging. But he was like, I'm going to forward you to the local office. And they may or may not call you back within the hour, depending on how many calls they have. So that's what he did. They called us back within like 20 minutes. And we spoke with Todd, I believe was his name. All right. <laughs> Tony, something with a T. And he was super helpful. I explained the situation to him. Of course, he laughed because you have to laugh, right? <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'm going to find the truck that the package is on, hopefully. And I'm going to send the driver a message. And if he's willing, he can meet you at a specific location that I tell him to. So this how drugs deal go down with FedEx? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I didn't know any of this could actually happen, but now I know. Um, so we hung up and they called back a few minutes later all the while we are literally parked like in a field and <laughs> yeah it was just hilarious <laughs> we're, I mean, we're on a road but it's like off in the middle of nowhere in uh -huh. North Carolina because we're just waiting for him to call back so we don't want to go too far in one direction and so he calls us back he says he's found the trunk truck he's contacted the driver uh, but the driver hasn't responded, but he for sure has a message in his inbox. So we're like totally mind blown that this could happen. Uh -huh. So um, the guy from FedEx called us back and said that the FedEx driver was going to meet us like five minutes away. He had gotten the message and he had the package. 
and he was going to meet us in the post office parking lot. So we put pedal in the middle and we drove to the post office parking lot. And just when Mr. Fex pulled in and I got out of a moving vehicle, flagged down, made him get out of the FedEx truck and give me a hug. And he handed me my package and I signed <laughs> for it. And it was a very happy day. And I may or may not on the ground and worshipped him as he away. It's slightly sacrilegious and you should not do that. But, you know, he was a hero and you've got the picture to prove it. He so. was. His name was Paul and we all told him that we were going to name our firstborns Paul, boy or girl. Well, I feel bad for Mr. T that helped you out on the phone with FedEx because he, he doesn't even, you don't even know what his name is. So there's definitely not a kid being named after him. He was a crucial poor part. Mr. T never made eye contact. I feel like that's crucial well, for he, relationships. He did a lot of work, all right? He and did. He, is, he gets I no mean, recognition. FedEx customer service. Like, they were, they earned a gold star for that mm -hmm. one. Now, if Becker or David were there, I know what they would have said as they were running up to the the FedEx truck, they would have shouted out uh, with great joy, "FedEx, I win!" And that that would have been what have happened there. So See, I don't get like that, that game that you guys play. Oh, it's great. Listen, this is a uh, fun game time with Andrew. So you play this I mean, game. The game has never been explained to me. The, here's the, here's the game, and everyone that listens can now play. If you see a FedEx truck, you say FedEx, I win, and that kind of like gives you a point, but it's just a fun thing to say. If you see a UPS truck. You say, ups, you lose. And you keep going back and forth with that all day, seeing who can get the most. Uh, but then if you see a DHL truck, uh, then you say, DHL, I win all day. Now, Becca and David both cheat. They will send pictures still to this day uh, to our group um, and let us know whenever they've seen a DHL truck. I'm convinced that for a while, Rebecca had the same picture that she would just send over and over again, pretending that she had seen another one that day. But she denies it. Uh, but yeah, that's the game. Oh, okay. There's also another one that if you think about the game, you lose the game. That one's fun. So Becca and David think about it, and and they'll be upset now, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so met the FedEx guy, got your stuff. Um, hopefully, the rest of the prep up to the wedding and the actual wedding itself was less stressful. Uh, yeah, not really, but oh. it happened. They got married. Noah may or may not have also left his suit in Tennessee, which was six hours away. <laughs> which is why Sarah has reminded me probably twice daily. Andrew, do you, do you have your suit? Is it going to work? Or are you going to you going to lose it yeah, or something? That was a bad move, bro. Mm -hmm. That was definitely not great. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, and, and you're I, the one that should be judging him since uh, you I know. left mine twenty hours away. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I'll beat us all. I'll leave mine twenty six hours away. Leave it yes. here for the wedding. In Tennessee, let's not do that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great wedding. We had a great day. It was fun, especially for Lucy and I, because we felt like we were there since the beginning because yeah. we knew when Natalie Noah met, and we have been there since then. So that's kind of the first person in my life that I really experienced that with. Because my sister, like, I met anyway on their first few dates and whatnot, and he mm -hmm. came over, but I wasn't like there the day Natalie like or Megan like met him and came home and talked about it. So that's yeah. how it was with Natalie. Like they met in class, came home, talked about it. And then from that point onward. So it was really neat to see that kind of come to its climax at their wedding. And I am just amazed at the random small towns that you and I have in common of places that we've been. Cause we've talked, like I was just talking to uncle Dan and aunt Julie when they were out here 
um, these past couple of days about how it's so strange that you used to go to a, a camp in Townsend, right? In Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. of all the places in the world, like I'm super familiar with Townsend because that's where grandma and papa have their rental properties and stuff in the farmhouse. And then Brevard is where the wilds, uh, the, that Christian camp that Becca and David and I went to for several years. It's like the coolest camp in the entire world. That's where that's at. And then you just happen to go to a wedding there randomly. I was yeah. jealous. When you got to go to beautiful town, I was honestly kind of sad I hadn't been there before moving to the other side of the United States. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was gorgeous. I remember like one day we were driving to our Airbnb, and we just passed like this random waterfall. Like when I say waterfall, I mean like it was huge from our point of view on the road. Yeah, and apparently Brevard is known for its waterfalls, but like Mm -hmm. this one wasn't even hidden. It was just kind of tucked away far off the road but you could see it and it was gorgeous yeah well when we went to the wilds that was the one of my favorite parts of the week is where they would have different waterfalls that you could go do hikes up to um and it was just awesome because the the one time we went it was perfect it was so hot that day that you were like dying getting up to the waterfall and when you got there there's a pool at the edge of the waterfall where all the water kind of collects that you can go swimming in and it's pretty deep so that was the perfect time because it's so hot going up and then you finally get there and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's cool water and it's hot enough for you to be able to get in and, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, they, they always told us at the wilds that it is classified as a rainforest in that area because it rains so often um, in, in that portion of, of North Carolina. So I always thought that was interesting, but Bavard is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very green, so that would make sense with all the rain. Yeah, we should go visit the campground sometime. We'll put that on the list. Put that on the list. But made it back to Colorado. Uh, I don't think there was any more exciting stories with all that. Was there? Did you? (laughs) Always. Are you being sarcastic? No, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh gosh. Yes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So on the way back to Colorado, I cannot believe you forgot this. I'm sorry. So we were in the air. He's going to crack up when he remembers what this is. Oh, yeah. This is a good story. Hey, this is a great story. Let's tell this story. And um, the lady next to me had Wi-Fi, and she realized while she was looking at the map that we had circled in Wyoming three times. And That's that got to be an awful thing to realize. Like, yeah, to feel like, so like you're counting down in your head. And then all of a sudden you're you're the plane. It's going in circles, and you're like, well, "What's going like, on?" I honestly kind of sat there and I was like, "Man, this plane ride has felt kind of long. Like I feel like we should at least be in our descent." Yeah, but we weren't. Um, and you can even tell by like the feeling of the plane. Like we were still either going upward or flat. And soon enough, a um the pilot announced that there was terrible storms or hail or something in Denver totally classic Denver, right? Something's always wrong with the weather and that we weren't going to be able to land. Um, but they would keep us updated. So like literally another hour passes pilot comes on the plane uh, on the intercom. And he says that we don't have enough gas to make it back to Denver, even if Denver opens up again, but not to panic because we have plenty of gas to get us to Salt Lake city. And of course I smile like a Grinch smile because I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is way too good to be true, but there's no uh-huh. way I'm going to get off this plane, even if we do land in Salt Lake. So we land in Salt Lake, we pull up to the gate, um, we sit there for about an hour, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to sit here, refuel, and then we're going to take off back to Denver. 
well, nothing really ever happens. And the pilot just keeps saying like the same thing robotically because he has no idea what's going on either. Yeah. Well, then the lady sitting next to me at this point, we've been together like five, six hours. I don't know. So you're so bestie friends. Him, yeah, we're besties. And so I told him all about you and how you live in Salt Lake. And they said, wouldn't it be cool if you were able to get off the plane and just go stay f- uh, with him for a day and visit him in Salt Lake because tomorrow's Memorial Day and you already have the day off. And so I thought to myself, that's kind of way too good to be true. But they kept pushing me to do it. So I got my suitcase or my backpack and I went up to the flight attendant and I just said, hey, I kind of have a crazy request and you can tell me yes or no, like no problem. And so I explained the situation and how you live in Salt Lake City and how it would be awesome if I could get off the plane. And she was just smiling. Like I was expecting to have that weird look of like, mm-hmm. this is a crazy request. Go sit back down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, like we can totally do that for you. And I was like, freaking what <laughs> <laughs> and you had, had you called me at this point because you called me i did yeah I t- and because yeah, becca and i becca was visiting at that point um in salt lake and we had just left i think liberty park um which is a place sarah and i had gone to before that we like to be at and so as I, we were, I was driving back to my apartment and sarah calls me and is like hey guess where i am and i was like well I'm hoping Denver. I had thought in the back of my head, like, man, she forgot about me and didn't text me when she landed. And I asked her if she was okay. But she called. She's like, no, I'm in Salt Lake. I was like, that's cool. You think you could like get off? And so she said, you she did not. Work you on go, it. what? Yes, that was more more realistic. But yeah, so even knowing that there was a slight chance, um, Becca and I finished driving back to the apartment and I grabbed a book thinking, oh, yeah, I'll totally read while I'm waiting. That wasn't true. Uh, but I, then we drove to the airport and waited in the cell phone lot to see if if something would happen. Yeah. So uh, all that said, I got off the plane and then went in line to rebook a flight. And the lady told me, like, she looked at me like I was crazy and told me to get back on the plane. <laughs> she didn't have the romantic like, heart that the flight attendant no, she did. Didn't. She did not. He <laughs> said, girl, you're crazy. Go away. Yeah, she looked at me like I was an idiot. And she was like, you need to get back on that plane. I can't do that for you. And so I went back and talked to the lady at the gate. I didn't get back on the plane. And she was right. like, no, we can do this for you. So then she escorted me over there. And the lady was like, basically whatever but another guy <laughs> helped me because i don't think she was gonna put up with it because there uh-huh. was a ton of people at that point but everyone eventually had to get off the plane anyway so while i was getting my ticket um everyone was deplaned um so that they could re- rebook for different flights because the uh-huh. plane wasn't leaving um at that time so yeah i called you and i told you to pick me up from the airport and we all had a little freak out moment That's and then great. i walked outside and there you were yeah, and you got to see Becca, and we hung I out. Did. Just Becca a great Boo, time. as you famously call her. Yeah, Becca Boo is fantastic. I like her. She's pretty cool. She's pretty cool. But <laughs> did we do anything fun while you were around? Or I know uh, we had already put that. We, yeah, it was kind of a blur. We had already put that puzzle together, so we went and took it over to the the school and hung it up and whatnot. Um, but no, and it worked out great too, because like we didn't have to purchase a hotel for you to be put up in or pawn you off on somebody because becca was there so y'all just shared the bed and i got the couch and it was a grand old time yeah we had one big party i was so disappointed though that becca came when she did not that i was disappointed that she came but i was like man should have come like two three weeks later i'd had a spare bedroom been like hey you can sleep in a bed and i can sleep in a bed but that didn't happen so (laughs) 
Yeah, it was fun. It was probably one of the craziest things that have happened coincidentally with me. Mm. One of the good things that have happened on my airport travels, I might yeah. add. Well, unfortunately, not that I believe in karma because I don't. But uh, the probably all of the, the that trip is why you have all the delays and stuff and the future flights that you have because it's got to balance yeah. it out a little bit. Uh, that one was yeah. awesome. And then the rest of them are all meh. My gosh. You, uh, hopefully that's the reason. Mm. Hopefully there is a reason because I just don't want to ever get on an airplane again, but that's just not going to happen. Well, I mean, come the end of July, it'll be a little bit before we're we're flying around again. You know, maybe at Christmas yeah. to go back and visit family in Tennessee, but uh, that'll, that'll be about it. <laughs> now, the flight back to Denver didn't get delayed, did it? I don't remember this one back from Salt Lake. No, it did. Yeah, there was no. a, another. Um, there was a tornado warning that time, and so we were delayed like two hours. And then when I got to my car, everyone on the plane was freaking out because apparently there was a big hailstorm. So we're like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't have uncovered parking. My car is probably destroyed." Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there silently thinking to myself, "Yep, my car is for sure. Just <laughs> it is for sure totaled." <laughs> Knowing my luck. And the lessons that God teaches me on a daily basis, it's uh-huh. total. But it was in one piece. And as far as I can tell, there's no damage. So pretty well, good. That's a success. That's very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, but and then not long after that, like you just had a crazy last few weeks before uh, finishing up at Focus. Um, but so how long how long ago was that? How long did you have between coming back from that trip and then being done at Focus? Like two, three weeks? I had about a, three weeks to a three month. Three weeks. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, in, in the in-between, your replacement shows up at Focus. Emily Ray, one of our fellow interns from this past summer. Mm-hmm. And you got to start training her a little bit. So that was fun. Yeah. Emily Ray showed up and we had a good couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, what were the last few weeks at Focus like? I guess kind of a... A, a bittersweet type of thing, knowing that you're you're moving on from a place, you know, you really like the people there and your boss and things like that. So kind of describe for me what the last few uh, weeks at Focus were like for you. Yeah, definitely bittersweet. I'm a super nostalgic person. So kind of one of those everything's my last type ordeal. It kind of felt like my last week of college. I was like, this is my last meal in the calf. This is my last time sitting on this bench under my favorite tree. So like that. (laughs) (laughs) You are so different than me. I mean, I'm very nostalgic about some things. But when it, I I had no, I I loved my time at college and I'm forever grateful for PCC. But when I was leaving, I had in no thought in my mind, this is my last time doing this. I'm like, oh my goodness. Well, graduation, hurry up and come. And then I'm going to leave and not come back for a very long time. <laughs> that was yeah. my thought process. I was so sentimental. Yeah. We're doing everything our last or everything that we wish we would have done and never did. Yeah. Um, so that's what I was doing at Focus. And yeah, me and Caleb and Kristen, who are two of my coworkers, we were all constantly trying to think of stuff I hadn't done that I wanted to do at Focus, mm-hmm. which I mean, it's not like it's an amusement park. Yes, it is. Have you been on the slide? <laughs> like goodness, Sarah. Only five. I mean, you should you should have broken the single day record of sliding down the slide. That's what I would have done, and then I would have gone to Wits End, and I would have recorded a 
uh, Adventures and Odyssey episode in there in their little recording studio. And I just had a, would have had a Wadfam Chocksod. I mean, you're just missing so out. Funny. All of your stuff is Odyssey thematic. And me and exactly. a little more like, let's get on the roof. Like, let's That's see lame. if we can get into Jim's office and take a picture in his chair. Like, <laughs> all oh, of dear. ours are like the rebellious stuff. I hope that didn't happen. <laughs> like the ooh, it, what damn <laughs> Speaking, well, you know what? Mine is more realistic. Don't make me sound like a child. Um, but speaking of Jim, apparently you're on a first name basis with Mister Daly, that happens to be the president of Focus on the Family. Um, I am not. There was there was a a uh, a piece of paper that went around, like a petition, <laughs> getting you to stay. And I believe that man's name was on it. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. So some friends of mine who wanted me to stay in Colorado Springs um, started a petition for focus employees to sign. And one of them is the director of the foster care and adoption team. And she meets with Jim periodically. And so she had a meeting with Jim and the vice presidents. And she got Jim and one of the vice presidents to sign the petition. So. <laughs> I cracked up when you sent me that one. And I think my response was just big capital letters. No. <laughs> no, you said veto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because, I mean, you got to come to Utah. That's where I am. <laughs> I, I'm not in Colorado. I love focus. I love it probably a heck of a lot more than you do. And I just, I you should be here, not there. <laughs> Yeah, point taken. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, that was nice. And then, I swear, I didn't buy one meal for myself that final week. It was. It felt like I was dying, sort of. <laughs> everyone, everyone, even people that I thought hated me or could give a rat's rear end about me, were like telling me all these sweet, sentimental words and taking me out for meals and writing me cards. And I was like, "What the heck?" Like. Mm -hmm. I'm just moving to the state over and this whole time, like we could have been friends and you're just uh. now waiting till two days before I leave. <laughs> but it was fun. I felt very loved and affirmed as we drove out of Colorado Springs. Yeah. Um, and apparently everyone at focus thinks that you love to be the center of attention, right? Apparently. I don't know. How <laughs> many, how many going away parties did you have? I feel like every day that I called you, someone was taking you out to lunch or you guys were having a shindig of bye, Sarah, and going around and sharing all their favorite Sarah memories and all of these things. I feel like if I were to leave any job in my life that I would show up for the last day, I would work, and then I'd just be like, bye, guys. Oh, bye, Andrew. Like That's what it was the end of the internship for me. They got us a cake and stuff, and that was really nice. But it was just kind of like, all right, <laughs> guess it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. But no, we have like um, Sarah Week. We did have Sarah Week. That's what we <laughs> called it. Let <laughs> me tell you, I felt more celebrated than any birthday I'd ever mm. had. So whenever I got there, I made sure to bring a pin with me uh, to pop the uh, her head with as big as it had well, gotten. <laughs> I truly think that everyone went hard because – um, or like went big because I always am extravagant with those types of things. And so uh, they knew that's probably deep down what I expected and what I uh, wanted. Like when Ryan left, I had a friend of mine bake him like a triple decker cake and his favorite flavors. And like we all paid for it. 
And then when Ella left, we had like donuts and like we did other extravagant things and birthdays. Like, I don't know. I remember I sent out multiple messages to my team asking for everyone's birthday and no one would ever send them to me. And I was like, you guys are missing out. Like, <laughs> I can go huge on birthdays and you uh, won't send them to me. Partially because none of them wanted me to know their actual ages. This is a but good But that's okay. Point. They're lost. But yeah, I did feel extremely loved at the end of that week. But it was good to feel that like no one there's not one person out there in their right mind that wouldn't want to feel that special so mm -hmm. and they also will forever remember you because they named some sort of plant what what was the plant that they named? uh we had a plant and one day we were naming it and i was like it's sarah obviously we're naming the plant sarah and so they named the plant little sarah so uh -huh. i'm big sarah and they call it Little Sarah. And then one day I broke my favorite bowl and there was a big piece of it left. And so we stuck it in the soil. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then we also taped one of my business cards to the leaves. <laughs> so it really is like it's my funeral. Because that, I mean, that sounds very much like a tombstone to me. If you're putting in a, a, a piece yeah, in, in the dirt behind it, that's, that's interesting. We, we call it my shrine. No. That's also yeah. sacrilegious. You really need to work on this whole, you know, theological orthodoxy thing. It might be a, a good idea uh, for you mm -hmm. to work on. But you're happy. You're not too awfully upset about the fact that you're moving on from Focus on the Family. No, Andrew. I'm very happy. That's My time good. at Focus was good. Approximately a year. Mm -hmm. But I'm excited. And I'm still so jealous. I cannot believe even just the fact that I got to do an internship at Focus, like I can think little Andrew growing up thinking <laughs> that I could work at the same place as Mr. Whitaker. It's just an amazing thing. And when I think about it, sometimes I just, I just want to cry, but. So I you didn't think, Oh, I could meet my future wife. No, at the not same at all. Place Honestly, mom, mom had, uh, mom has told me that she sent up many prayers for me as I was going out there to apparently find a wife or something. I don't know. Um, or just have a good time. But I remember whenever she explained to me that like they had an internship at focus on the family, um, that she told me that one of her friend's sons had done it way back when, and that he had found his wife there. And she was like, you know, you never know, Andrew. And for a second, I was you like, man, know. that'd be so cool. And then I was like, no, that's a dumb thought. Why would I think Mama that? Mama knows best. She does. Mama knows everything. That's what Mama knows. She does. Land in her wisdom. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll have to cut it off there and make this into a two-part episode so as not to oh, make it too long. Because mm -hmm. we still have many more stories to tell about your new job, about oh. our trip on out to... Uh, Utah, um, mm -hmm. and then also you you getting back to uh, to Tennessee and all the wedding planning things that are going on. But we'll wrap it up there. So Sarah, thanks so much for joining. Absolutely, and as my focus employees or coworkers would say, Sarah Nara. <laughs> you know I like corny jokes. Of all the corny jokes, of all the corny jokes I've heard, that's one of them. And with that, I think we'll end. And uh, to you guys listening, thanks for listening here on the Hobbs Happenings podcast, even to our corny jokes and our wonderful stories. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Hobbs, and please join us again next time for another fantastic episode learning more about this family of ours, because we use stories to bring our family closer together. Until next time, toodles. <laughs>